I've got a warrant sworn out for your arrest for assaulting Baxter's men. And we got a warrant sworn for attempted murder for them that tried to kill the boy who's laying over there at the docks trying to stay alive. Swore out another one for them that murdered the big fellow you had in your cell. Only ours ain't writ by no tin star bought and paid for, Marshal. It's writ by us. And we aim to enforce it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Scott, and I'm here with three of my best friends in the whole wide world. I'm I'm Tyler. <laughs> I never go first, and you looked at me, yeah. and yeah. I'm Jake. I'm Zach. And we banish Zach to the shadow room. <laughs> yeah, we are recording remotely right now, or at least Zach is recording remotely, and we've experienced far more technical difficulties than we ever have before. Uh, so bear with us, you tiny little tater tots. We're about 40 minutes into when we wanted to start, <laughs> and we just started, so we're doing good. Yeah, Wait, it's almost I, a whole episode. I can't hear you guys at all right now. Lol. <laughs> Are you for real? You can't hear anything? Can't. No, I'm just kidding. That's for banishing me to the shadow realm. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Now, you tots might not notice because uh, we have devised a foolproof, as we thought, <laughs> yeah. uh, technical system to make uh, Zach's audio sound as good as possible. However, uh, we may accidentally talk over Zach once or twice. Uh, that's what's going on. Or there might be like a little delay on something and it's because we're talking to Zach over the internet. (laughs) Turns out we're bigger fools than we thought. Yeah. I don't know why this didn't work as well. Uh, it's worked flawlessly in the past, but for some reason, some Mac update, uh, probably screwed up Bluetooth. So we'll just blame Steve jobs for this. I actually am due for an update. Maybe it's because I need to update. That's usually not how this works. (laughs) (laughs) But we were blaming Zach for a really long time. We're like, Zach, fix your technical issues. And then we realized it was was my PC or my Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was your PC, then I really don't know what's going on. Because I've been looking (laughs) at a Mac the whole time. Yep. Uh, I was really nervous trying to trying to fix a problem that didn't exist. (laughs) <laughs> it was uh, it was all downhill from when I texted Zach the link to the the Google Meet, and he texted back and said, "Email me," and gave his email address because he couldn't figure out for himself how to transfer something from text to his computer. <laughs> There's like 900 ways to do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Macs just have this cool feature where if you copy something on your phone, it lets you paste it from your Mac. It also has messages. <laughs> <laughs> Could have just clicked on the link from messages. My my messages hasn't worked in a long time. Oh, uh, should well, get that I, checked out. Yeah, well, it it hasn't been an issue till you guys started making fun of me for it right now. Well, and I will say, Scott, you're one to talk because you should definitely get whatever Bluetooth audio issues you have going on right now. This you was got, definitely the first time I've ever had issues with this. Though. We've used this exact out. setup every time we've done this. I know, I know. You just got to figure out keyboard shortcuts first. <laughs> I'm I'm a little behind on that. I actually I was doing keyboard shortcuts today, and I was showing someone else at work how to do different keyboard shortcuts. So y- you did, although you showed, in my opinion, the wrong keyboard shortcut. It's the hardest keyboard shortcut to reverse, just because there's two different ones: the zoom zoom in zoom out functionality on Mac, Command plus and Command minus, Command option plus Command yeah. option minus with the Google Suite. Oh, uh. There's there's three ways to do what Scott was showing, and he chose the worst way. I just showed him how to do it within the program. <laughs> yeah, but then it only works there. That's all I wanted to show him. I'm as interested <laughs> as the tots are probably in this, maybe they would like to know what movie we're doing in case they didn't read the episode title, and they definitely don't know it from the clip. I feel like there aren't any tots out there that don't read the title beforehand. Uh, I bet you there are some. I bet you there are some. They're just like new RP and then they're just in their like ecstasy. They don't even bother to read it. They just click. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ecstasy. How many um, are uh, little tiny tater tots do you think are ecstatic when? Uh... Probably about 90%. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a like, lot. Like nine people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. Well, Scott, we are doing open range, uh, which uh, you nominated. Uh, I did, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I nominated uh, Open Range. It's one of my favorite Westerns. Um, I think it's uh, really, really good. And uh, I know there's going to be some others on the pod that disagree, but I think it's better than any Western we've done so far in, in RP's history. That is just an objectively bad opinion. That's fine. I think <laughs> it, I think it's better, especially <laughs> than the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's probably the worst one we've done. You're just a garbage human. <laughs> I wish you were in the shadow realm this week. <laughs> yeah, why Why have we yet to banish you? Like, we banished Jake and Zach. I'm the keeper of the Lord of the me, Dance. And me, I think, right? I'm the keeper of the Lord of the Dance. I don't think you've been remote on this one. I think you've been remote on that other I've one. just been removed from this one? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were, well, you were missing you yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I really like this movie. Uh, I think uh, it's very well shot, very well acted. I think there are some like parts that I think could be better for sure. And maybe some, um, well, we'll get into it a little bit later. But I nominated this because I like it. And I think it's better than any of the other Westerns we've done so far. Do you think it's a movie you absolutely should have seen? Because uh, I don't know. I, I probably don't speak for Tyler. Maybe Zach. I did not know what this was when you suggested it. Oh, I had seen this, I think, twice before. Zach, had you heard of this movie before Scott suggested it? No, I had not heard of it. Well, uh, who were, were uh, Zach and Jake, you were the two late bloomers to this? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard of it, <laughs> but I had seen it. Uh, <laughs> you, wait, <what? laughs> I'm a late bloomer. He's, right. he's joking with you. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into uh, everybody's uh, reactions to watching this movie, Scott, why don't you hit us with a little bit of the facts? Yeah, this was directed by Kevin Costner, and it was written by Lorraine Payne and Craig Storper. Uh, it released August 15th, 2003. It has a runtime of 139 minutes. Uh, the other guys gave this a 79%. IMDb has it at a 7.4. It had a box office of $68 million with a budget of $22 million. Uh, it didn't win any awards, wasn't nominated for any awards. All right. Wait, what was the, sorry, what was the, the box office and budget? Uh, $68 million, uh box office on $22 million budget, so three times return. Well, it wasn't one of our redliners. Oh, Scott, I'm I'm sorry to, to distract. I want to hear uh, one of your opinions, though, because we've done Tombstone, and uh -huh. you like Tombstone. You like this better than Tombstone? I definitely like this more than Tombstone. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I'll jump in a little bit of my impression. I had seen this movie before. Uh, and the reason why I'm jumping in is I want to respond to that as well, Jake. Um, I had seen this movie, I think twice before. Um, I grew up, uh, watching quite a few Westerns, not like my whole family wasn't into them, but my, my grandpa, my dad's dad, uh, is really into Westerns. And so I had seen this once, uh, we rented it from Blockbuster. My mom did. Uh, I liked it. And then I'd seen it again with my grandpa. Um, so this is my third time watching it. And I will say, I don't, I like, I enjoy tombstone more than this movie, but I do think that this is, in my opinion, a more true or a better Western than tombstone is. I think tombstone is a little bit like blockbustery and like maybe just like Hollywood stylized where this at least feels a lot more like a Western in pace. It feels a lot more like a Western uh, in tone, um, at least the Westerns that I, I, I maybe am used to. Uh, and so I like this movie quite a bit. Um, I don't think that this is like going to be one of my higher ratings of a movie, uh, but I do enjoy it a lot, and I do think that it's it's a good example, like someone who maybe isn't ready to get into uh, Eastwood or Wayne Westerns. I think I would recommend this as like a good like entry point to get to understand like the, the tempo and tone of a, of a typical Western. Um, and it's this person that you're recommending, recommending it to is also like your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I like this movie. I'm, 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 uh, you're you're showing your hand, but uh, bit, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely on board with it. Scott, you you shared why you nominated this, but what do you think watching it again? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think it's good. I think it's, once again, I already said, I think it's the best Western we've done so far. Um, I do think it's pretty slow in the beginning. 
Uh, it takes a while to get in there. Um, and I, I wish that was the pacing, at least at the beginning, is, is a little slow. Um, I also think um, like the relationship between Charlie and Sue is weird. Like I almost wish they kind of didn't have that um, or at least like dialed it back to what it seemed like it should have been. Like it was like they had met each other twice to all of a sudden they were in love. Um, but besides, I mean, I think the, the finale, like the, the shootout is the best shootout for sure that we've seen on any of, of the Westerns we've done. Um, Somebody laughed uh, far away. It didn't pick up, but I think that was in response to what you just said. <laughs> what what shootout do you think is better? Uh, I've already gone on record as saying Unforgiven is the best uh, final standoff in any movie of all time. It's so funny. I disagree with you in that I do think this is better. I don't at all. I think that this... and Oh, sorry. Oh, and I was just going to say, I actually think, in my opinion, this movie is a prettier Unforgiven. Like, it's the, almost the exact same plot. I, I don't think I agree with that all at all. All the same we, characters. We, we'll unpack that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I know I watched it. I know we reviewed it. I couldn't tell you what Unforgiven. I can't even tell you who started Unforgiven, what it was about. Like, I don't remember it at all. It's Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. The Revenge Story. Oh, okay. They cut up the, that one. They cut up the prostitute. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, uh, because I want to uh, just make Jake sweat with, with rage to, before he gets a chance to, to share his unfiltered thoughts. Uh, but what did you think watching this movie for the first time? Um, my thoughts are probably going to be pretty similar to Jake's. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't, I didn't think it was all that great. I didn't think it was anything special. I thought it was like, I was very indifferent to the movie. Um, I, I didn't really remember thinking like, I think this is, terrible or anything like that but it was just very forgettable to me um there wasn't really anything special about it i i dis i think i disagree with everything scott and tyler have said so far i don't think it's a prettier unforgiven i think unforgiven's better i definitely do not think it's the best western that we've done so far i would say it's one of the worst ones that we've done so far um, I definitely don't agree that it's the best shootout in fact i remember thinking i thought the shootout started cool i thought it it like the way that it was shot and everything looked really good and it progressively got worse and worse and cheesier by into by the point that we're watching is it Richard Harris, right? Yeah. Oh no, it's my it's Michael Gambon. It's the, the other other Dumbledore, other Dumbledore right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard Harris was an unforgiven. Yes, you're right, you're right. It's it's hard to remember which Dumbledore is in which western. Um when Michael Gambon is getting shot up, I thought it looked really cheesy and and not great. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't care for this movie really at all. And I think that, uh, it was during this movie that I texted Jake and I know he wanted to bring this up. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it, it it's not, a, I feel like I, I built it up too much. It wasn't that good, but I was like, Oh Zach, uh, we were just talking about it and you're like, man, I think I just hate Westerns. And I said, so you didn't like the searchers? And he said, I watched this. I had that thought before I watched the searchers and I was, I was sweating going into the searchers cause I thought he was just trying to cover for himself, but then he liked the searchers. So yeah, I really like the searchers. Yeah. And, and I want to ask, are we, when we're comparing the Westerns that we've done on the pod so far, are we also including Neo Westerns? Cause we've done a couple of those or, or are we throwing that out? I think that's, Fine, and there are some really good movies like uh, the No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I would say Zach. For me, I wasn't including it in my comments earlier, yeah, I but I think either. it's fine for you to include it now, as long as you give Scott and I credit for the yeah. fact that we weren't including. I yeah. think it's easier to throw those out because they feel so different, and it almost feels yeah. a little unfair to compare. Like I don't think anything that we've done is going to stack up against No Country. Yeah. No, if if I consider that a Western, that would be the best one we've done yeah. so far. I I personally think The Searchers is the best that we've done so far. And then uh, I'd probably throw Unforgiven as number two. Um, I think both of those are better films than this one. So uh, we're going to go to Jake to get your thoughts watching this. But I, I have a prompt that I want to start you with. Okay. Uh, would you prefer to watch this movie again or uh, the uh, Brad Pitt uh, movie I, I nominated earlier this year? Oh, uh, 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 Montana. Oh, uh, uh, Legends, yeah, of, Legends, the Legends of the Fall. Oh, that's tough. Probably 
this because I think this is a little shorter than Legends of the Fall. <laughs> okay. And we just got to, like, it, it, it's a game of inches at that point. Um, I have a question for you, though, Scott. You said it's pretty slow at the beginning. What mm-hmm. do you consider the beginning of the movie? Do you consider, like, the first 70, 80% of the movie <laughs> the beginning? Or, like... I don't know Where what you mean by that. Stop? I don't know. I like. I I get it's a dig, but like, what yeah. what's what specifically is the dig? Because I don't I think feel that like anything happened in this movie until really. Like, I, I you feel mean like, like the big this, guy getting kidnapped Mose, and sent yeah, to like, prison at like, yeah, like minute fifteen. Yeah. So there's like there's like <laughs> and there's, then subsequently murdered. Yeah. There's a little bit of plot at the beginning, and, and then there's a little bit. There's some plot at the end, and then we just have like like the big like you know like first little bit. There's a, like not much, and then there's some plot, and then there's nothing, and then there's some plot. Like like if you, it felt like they took a decent episode of Bonanza or The Rifleman and then stretched it to two and a half hours. I just don't understand how that's different from literally any every Western. movie you've because, ever Because like they're slow, but like stuff is happening. They're doing stuff. They're it, but, doing stuff in this. Uh, I don't. Uh, here's the thing: is I watched it a few weeks ago at this point, and I had more thoughts then because okay. I literally watched it the night before we were supposed to record. Right. And then we pushed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But My I just. Bad. I remember being mostly incredibly bored uh, during this movie. I <laughs> did not think it was well acted. I thought it was pretty poorly acted. I thought it was poorly directed. Uh, like I found out that Kevin Costner directed it and I was like, that makes sense. Like this screams Kevin Costner and that's not a compliment. Uh, like, wow. like there were so many of these weird he didn't shots. like Field of Dreams either. I don't think. Did Kevin Costner direct Field of Dreams? No. Oh. Oh, um, I don't remember. I just but was another like, Kevin Costner thing. I no, I think this was his directorial debut. I could oh, be wrong, it? but I, I thought it was. Uh, I think that like the only thing I can remember right now that I really thought was like, there are all these really weird, overly dramatic shots where like people would have like a normal interaction. Like, especially it happened between uh, the main guy and Sue. I forgot Kevin Costner's character's name. Uh, what was it? I don't Charlie. remember off the top. Yeah. Oh yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Between Charlie and Sue and then like Charlie will leave and it's like just a pretty normal interaction and then we linger on Sue for about 10 seconds looking dramatically off into nothing and I was like, why are we trying to make this so dramatic and weird? Like I remember that that was the point where I was like, that this feels like it could have been a Kevin Costner movie uh, at that point. And anyways, all that's to say, I thought the final shootout, I think I agree with Zach's thoughts on it. I was like, okay, it's picking up. This is a fun shootout. And then we kind of paused to let Michael Gambon give a probably longer than two minute uh, unintelligible speech. Like (laughs) the Irish came out uh, there and I didn't understand a word he said. And then besides free grazers. Yeah. He said a lot. Uh, And then I was like, this needs to wrap up. And then like the whole movie was over, I thought. And then we had 20 more minutes of maybe the worst love story I've ever watched in my life. Uh, it is. I, I, I have to agree. It, that's probably the worst love story I've seen on film. It was really bad. And it felt like it was just ham fisted into this movie just so they could say that they had it. Yeah. And then like the other thing was like, I felt like the movie was over. Like they had captured all of the sheriff's men and they were locked up in the jail and I was like, okay, this movie's over, right? Like, you just, you know, you figure that out. You you don't let the sheriff go let those guys away. And, like, let, let those guys out. And then this movie's probably got 10 more minutes. The movie had 45 more minutes at that point. Like, the movie <laughs> felt like it was winding down. And there was probably two more acts of this movie left. It was insane. Uh, I, but I remember I texted Zach. I but like, if it was slow, winding down from what? Winding down from almost nothing. Like, <laughs> well, I'm just wondering where that momentum is felt if you feel like it's winding down. Well, because I felt like, okay, like they captured the bad guy, right? Like there's something there. Like, like, like we were, there was a lot of delay, a lot of like not catching the bad guy and not confronting the bad guy. And then we confront him, but we didn't actually. And then like, like, they, like, I don't feel like, I don't think that those are in, like, I don't think that those opinions are at odds from each other. Like something can feel like it's winding down even though there wasn't much happening to begin with. I don't think that that's against it itself. I don't think I agree with that. I don't, I'm, I'm unconvinced either way. Like I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying to like, uh, like identify another example of that in my head. Like, have you know. seen another? Maybe, maybe like... we can, maybe we can develop that a little more later. Okay. Okay. But I did Sounds have one good. more thought about Kevin Costner's character who okay. I hated. Uh, <laughs> and I texted Zach, I'm gonna have to clean it up exactly what I said. But like, <laughs> like he's like all like pulling all these like big guy moves that are like pretty sweet. Like when the bartender won't serve him and then he hits him in the head with a glass. But then he's also like such a whiny little, little girly boy for most of the movie too. And I just, I like his character 
was very strange to me. Like it, right after that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to shoot up this guy's entire bar for no reason, <laughs> you know? And it was just so like, it was frustrating. I didn't understand him. Where was the uh, whiny little girly boy? Like that. Like, oh, you're, you're afraid of the sheriff, uh, not the sheriff, the, the big cattle boss who's going to come in and kill all of us. Let me destroy your bar anyways. Like, come on, man. Well, that's whiny little girly boy. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. Like, oh, nobody else has a gun in here. I'm just going to shoot the place up I, because I can. I, I want to like defend Jake, um, but I feel like I didn't watch this movie because I was so bored that I think I feel like I've erased 90% of this movie from my brain that I don't remember a lot of what you guys are even talking about. Yeah, I remember texting Zach and then he'd be like, I don't remember that at all. And then I text him about it. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? And like, that was the whole thing. Here's, here's the thing. Cause Zach also texted me during open range and, and said something similar. Like, you know, and I think I may have been the one to plant the idea in Zach's head initially that it was like, yeah, dude, this is just like all Westerns for me. Like I, and he was like, yeah, maybe I don't like Westerns. I don't think that it's like all Westerns for me though. There's a lot that I like, and I just don't think this is it. Like, I think this is like, <sighs> I don't really know how to describe it. Like, it, it, but it, it, it's it not really like all did. Westerns to me. Here's, here's the thing I feel like is that, um, like when we look at the searchers, I feel like a lot happens in the searchers. There's a lot of plot. There's a lot of different locations there's a lot of different characters that are coming along and they're able to pace it out really well where I feel like The Searchers was paced extremely well and I was engaged the entire time. In this movie, I felt like it, I didn't feel that way. It felt like a lot less happened in that movie. and It was probably a longer movie. Um, and so therefore, it just felt like it was dragging on. It's it's so funny that you and Jake have the same perspective, and I'm glad to be uh, uh, team team Scott because uh, I think this has only happened a couple other Just times, times yeah. where it's been me and you uh, versus uh, Jake and Zach. But it's so funny because I actually uh, was, I mean, so much more bored with the Searchers. Like that was yeah, really? that was such a boring movie to me. Whereas this actually felt like it had like. Uh, like uh, relatable human stakes the whole time. Yeah, the other one just it was so like it was so robotic. abstract and yeah. robotic, and, and where this felt way more like actually human and real. And I felt like I got a slice of life out of this. Whereas the searchers, I was, I, I, I mean, to I be will, honest, I, I will say, and I know Jake already doesn't like Kevin Costner in a lot of things, I, or maybe at all. That's what I realize is I hate <laughs> Kevin Costner. And you're gonna hate him even more after I tell you this. Uh, he was in an interview after this movie and he basically said like, yeah, every Western up to this point is pretty bad. He was like, the reason we don't make Westerns anymore is because they're bad and young people don't relate to them. Yeah. And I'm trying to like make a Western that the next generation will actually like pay attention to. Here's the thing though. He's so wrong. Like we've had recent uh, Westerns that have been great. The hateful eight was amazing. If, we, if we're counting like what the, year was that? Uh, it, it, 2015. More recent than this. Yeah. Uh, so it's after that. Sure, but like, like, hey, like on, kids, on, no, no, no. kids will like I, them now, right? Like, we're the next generation. I think it's, yeah, but <laughs> I just want to say, ahead, Zach. I think it's very funny that Jake, you could have said, "Oh, hatefully, it came out in the '60s," and Scott would have been like, oh, <laughs> "Scott okay. would have believed it." <laughs> uh, I would have, I would have fought against it. I when, wouldn't have let that. When happen. did this movie come out? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Here's the yeah. Thing. I mean, he's on the heels of Unforgiven, which is pretty like I know Terrible. you didn't like it. <laughs> but pretty widely regarded as a fantastic movie and like one of the best Westerns of all time. So like, I can't believe he would make that statement on the heels of that movie. Well, so I want to pause us. Sorry. I just, I real do, quick. I do want to say okay. I, I, it is kind of wild too, that he made this movie on the heels of unforgiven when they're so similar, like they feel very similar. And I, I mean, I didn't love unforgiven myself either. Um, but yeah, like to your point, Jake, widely regarded, like people love that movie. And so it's weird just to almost kind of say, I don't want to put words in Kevin Costner's mouth, but to say like, yeah, everything before this is sucked. I'm just going to redo Unforgiven, but good. Is 11 years like close though? 
Was it 11 years? I yeah, thought it was 92 came out. to 2003. Yeah, oh, I, thought it, I thought it came difference. out like 97 or something. No, no, okay. no. Oh. That's, I thought yeah, so as well. That's still pretty recent. It's it's a big difference. And I can tell you when I was 13 and, and this movie came out, I definitely felt like this was uh, novel. Like, and I had, I had watched a lot of Westerns and I had watched a lot of, you know, I, and, and not just like old, like, uh, you know, John Wayne and, and, you know, Tom Mix and all those guys. Uh, but like I had watched newer stuff, newer than that would have been Eastwood, which I'd seen a few of. And then even newer than that, like Tom Selleck and, or, and no, not Tom. Yeah. Tom Selleck and, and who's the other big, uh, big brunette. Western star. I feel like we're getting into era. into the the era that I don't like. Uh, I don't like so it either. I don't I, like it either. I can't name the people. But but yeah, yeah yeah. But but you know, you know that that next era, and then this came out, and it was so different. And I mean, the only thing like like as as relevant as it felt for me as a thirteen year old was something like Tombstone, which I didn't really count as a western, and I still don't really count it as a western. It's like a it's like a modern Hollywood action film that's set in Western times. I, I don't, th- I, I really wouldn't call it a Western. I think I can understand that. Yeah. Like I, and I think I would, I, I, I've only seen Tombstone the one time sure. and it was two years ago now, but I think I would probably agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and so for me in the moment, like it definitely felt novel and it definitely felt like, Oh, this is something I can get behind. And this is something I can. And I do think that like, you know, uh, we've progressed since then. And I think that we've seen like a, like a more, much more recent, uh, in the last five, 10 years, we've seen a much more recent, uh, like big surge toward like not only the, um, the Neo Westerns that Zach was talking about, but even like hateful eight, even something like magnificent seven, which to me is like a blend between maybe this and tombstone where it's like very Hollywood actiony, but it's also just based on the bones of a really great story. Um, so yeah, those are just my, my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't see it in 2003, uh, cause I was seven. Sure. But I didn't, I didn't feel like it felt fresh or interesting. It felt, it felt like super tired to me and all like, like I, there was nothing like, and I'm trying to pay, like get back to what I was thinking a couple weeks ago, but it just felt, it felt very like, it felt like if you made a West, if you've made a Western Hallmark movie. Yeah, no, I, I think I understand your point about that. That makes sense to me. That's that's kind of the impression I had when I was watching it. Yeah, and I want to be clear. I'm not particularly, uh, again, like this is not going to be one of my higher rated movies. I don't want to bury the lead and be like, oh my God, the best movie we've done. And I, I don't know if I would say it's the best Western, but I, I think it's for sure as much in the contending as Unforgiven for sure. And again, I, I liked it way more than Searcher's. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I need to feel like I need to get out in front of something and apologize to Scott's mom for, uh, for denigrating Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) Just turn your ears off for that part. (laughs) Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good call by the way. Yeah. Um, Scott, what about this? Do you agree with like Costner's statement or, or what, what about that? Like resonates or really doesn't resonate with you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the cinematography is really good in this. I think there's lots of good shots, landscape shots, uh, lots of good framing when there is uh, conflict. Yeah. Uh, the kind of stuff that you don't typically see in older Westerns. I, I will say that The Searchers did have some good cinematography in it as well um, for being so old. Uh, I think the dialogue is definitely better than old westerns i think that's one of the worst parts of old westerns i thought the dialogue in this movie was so cheesy i i will i will give you guys and i i think i said it before either of you did that i think the relationship between charlie and sue is kind of like wasteful wasteful like just don't include it um because it doesn't make any sense um and for that like it's not rated as well for me um and this isn't going to be like a in the nines or anything like that for me um but I think out of the Westerns, it's definitely uh, the best that I think we've done. Scott. Um, yeah, go ahead. 
so what makes this movie better to you than um, like Unforgiven? Because I, I think we all kind of sung Unforgiven cinematography's praises, and it is a really similar movie. Like, but it seems like you enjoy this movie quite a bit more than like a movie like Unforgiven. What makes this one so much better? Um, I think for me, uh, I think th- uh, the cinematography is better in open range than in um unforgiven unforgiven and uh i definitely find myself connecting with the characters more in open range i really struggled to connect with I, i'm already forgetting <laughs> I, i'm gonna give the, Eastwood. I'm gonna the audience Eastwood. a little peek behind the curtain uh we just had to pause and then restart recording and then scott just forgot clint eastwood's name five minutes ago yeah uh Clint Eastwood is not a good actor. I don't like him. I, I think there's been maybe one movie I've seen him in that I thought was a, a decent like acting job by him. Um, uh, I, I do like Morgan Freeman. I, I think he was great. Uh, I think the dialogue is much better in open range. I don't think the dialogue in old Westerns is very good. I think the dialogue is so cheesy in this movie. Yeah, but part of the cheesy is because, like, old westerns are just bad. And so at least this is closer to, like, to use one of Zach's phrases that he, he's used quite a bit. I do agree that there's quite a bit of, like, movie talk in this. But it's just because un- old westerns are so disconnected from any human reality that yeah. I can even understand that at least the cheesy movie talk, like, at least connects. You know what I've realized <clears throat> right now? That doesn't bother me that I can't connect with those characters uh, in the least. Like, it's just, it's a story that I enjoy. Uh, and I, maybe this is where a lot of our disconnect is. Maybe it could if, be. Maybe if that bothered me, I would be upset. But like, I, I, mean, I, I there, I, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I've said it a bunch of times on the pod that connecting with characters in the movie are a big part of how I rate things. I think it just depends on the thing. Like, like if I, ha- if I connect really well that that's big but if i don't and there's other things that i like like it just kind of depends on the movie you know yeah i i want to take a stab at answering zach's question i think one of the things that i like about this so much more than unforgiven is that all of the characters in unforgiven feel so like uh two-dimensional to me and at least uh robert duvall and kevin costner both feel very three-dimensional to me in like I didn't get, I didn't feel that way about them. Why do you think that? Like, what about them? Well, I think it's, some of it is arc. Like, so we, we have like a little bit of, a little bit of mystery revealed around Kevin Costner with his, uh, with his character. Um, and then even with Robert Duvall, where like at the, like toward the very end, well, not the very end, but toward the end of their, or no, the very beginning of their shootout scene when uh, Robert Duvall finally like reveals his, his name. name and, and just the, the interaction, like that was a little comedic, but just the interaction there just shows me that there is so much more depth behind these characters I would, and behind their decision-making that we don't, we're not privy to. I would say yeah. one up from the name reveal was his revealing that he had been married before and that his wife and kid had died. Sure. Yeah. So they just had, they had more backstory. Cause I think that Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven one had, uh, more of an arc, you know, and I, I, to me, a more compelling arc where he is like from the beginning, we know that he was a bad man turned good. And then he's this man that is trying to convince everybody and trying to convince himself that he's changed. And then by the end of the movie, we realize that he hasn't changed, but like in a, I think that that's arc where like he, he's coming to terms with who he yeah, was and what he did. Just described Kevin Costner's character in this movie. Like you I just guess, described but like his exact arc. Uh, I don't think so. And what I was saying was you said, <laughs> you said that Kevin Costner's character had a better arc, but if you think they're the same arc, then that, that doesn't really hold up. Right. No, 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 no. I think it's a, it's a better, uh, revealed Execution or better executed arc. arc. Yeah. I think that these are different arcs. Cause I think at the end of the movie, we think that Kevin Costner is a good guy. Right. And I don't get that impression at the end of Unforgiven. Yeah. Like, like he, think- he, he had a shootout, but it was, I, everybody was like, this is justified. This is a righteous cause. And then they stopped him from doing something bad and shooting an unarmed man. And like he wanted to, but that was like his struggle. And like, like that was like his, his climax for his arc and he didn't do it. Yeah. So to your point then, like I, I, and maybe I was being hyperbolic when I said that they're the exact same, they're not the exact same, but they're very, very close to me. And I think the ending is Clint for Unforgiven is Clint Eastwood is like, 
yeah, I'm I'm just the same as I as I always thought I was. And we're at least with Kevin Costner, we have we see a lot more of that there tension. There feels like a struggle a little bit. Yeah, it feels yeah. more like a struggle and it feels like you can feel the internal battle. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't feel that at all with Unforgiven. I it's think so I felt flat. that. And part of that is because he's such a bad actor. Well, I, I disagree. <laughs> but I think I felt that so much more in Unforgiven. I felt his his torture over oh. deciding to do it or not. Like he sat there and he took his first How drink. How do you tell the difference between his happy grimace and his ba- his sad grimace? Dude, yeah. did you, his face looks you know, the same. I, you know I, it's pretty everything. cool that if I finished what I was saying, you might have oh. known. You know? Okay, <laughs> go for it. Uh, he sat there like one. I don't think he had a he had a happy grimace in the whole movie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he sat there and he had that whole tortured interaction with the kid. He took his first drink in I don't know thirty years, and he has this like this conflict that I think I felt a lot more. And in the end, he he chose the wrong path, right? And he he went back to what he was doing. But I I think it was a more interesting and compelling arc the whole way through. It's so funny because, uh, like, I I hear you, Jake, and and part of me really agrees with me with you, but the part of me that really agrees with Scott is that Clint Eastwood is objectively and well, I won't say objectively. <laughs> I can't bounce the objectively whole, the whole world, in my opinion, off yeah. each other. Uh, and and I. Were you gonna say the I was gonna whole say, world? I was gonna say, a whole generation of people would disagree with you. Well, I don't know. I They're don't all think that's about true. to die. That's. I think that's I, equally as hyperbolic as what I'm admitting to being hyperbolic about. I don't think that the whole world thinks that Clint Eastwood is an incredible actor. I think that Clint Eastwood is a much bigger and more beloved actor than Kevin Costner ever was. Oh, I don't oh think no, that's true. I don't Clint, think that's Clint Eastwood true in his prime, I think absolutely. I still don't think that's true. Uh, I, uh, Clint Eastwood was. Here's Clint the thing. Eastwood. Go ahead, Zach. We're we're comparing Clint Eastwood to Kevin Costner, right? <laughs> kind like, of. Like I feel Kevin Costner, like I like almost a nobody to me. To me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Kevin Costner. He's Kevin Costner is a big deal too. Like I'm I'm not going to diminish Kevin Costner, but to me they're like the same. Like I don't think either of them are exceptional actors. I feel like if we were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis versus Clint Eastwood... Oh, don't get me started on Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. No brainer. But, like, to me, these guys are... Uh, like in the same lane, and so I uh, here's the thing is you can make I, a case for one over the other. I'm not I'm not arguing your point that you think is a bad actor. I I can't convince you guys that. I'm just arguing that uh, from every standpoint, I think Clint Eastwood was so much more famous and probably is still more famous than Kevin Costner. I, ever no, was. I. I I think Clint Eastwood is a bigger deal in the long run. I don't. I wouldn't say he's a way bigger deal, like to where Kevin Costner is a nobody. Because I think Kevin Costner is a big deal too. And I don't think either one of them are trash actors. I don't think either one of them are the best actors to ever work in Hollywood. I think they're both pretty decent. Here's. I do think. I, I will say, I do think uh, where Unforgiven has something over Open Range. I felt like Unforgiven had. Uh, a more entertaining and compelling supporting cast of characters. I think Gene Hackman will, gave us a way, uh, I would say, more interesting and compelling villain than Gambon. Michael Gambone. I had to, again, think which Dumbledore it was. Michael Gambone gave us. Um, and I, and I, I felt even, I think, more... Um, Maybe more interested in in um, them taking on the case because of the prostitutes, like all of those characters as well. I felt were more interesting. Like I feel like the townspeople in Unforgiven were more interesting than what we got in Unfor- um And sorry, Open Range as well. I will say the the women in uh in Unforgiven in particular way more interesting characters than the women in or woman. In yeah, in open range. In open range, I completely agree. This might be a case of uh, lead directors and not lead actors, because because I mean, Clint Eastwood directed Unforgiven, Kevin Costner directed Open Range, and I think that like maybe a lot of that could be even attributed to like it, maybe if Clint Eastwood came and directed Open Range, I'd be more into it. So I want to get out. What I was trying to get out like oh, six I'm sorry, minutes sorry, sorry. ago. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, it, because it relates back to that. I think you're right, Jake. And I would say that Clint Eastwood is a prolific, is more a prolific director than he is a prolific actor. Kevin Costner? No, Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. I thought because I heard Jake you was say saying Kevin earlier that, that Clint Eastwood is yeah, yeah, yeah. way more prolific than Kevin Costner. And I think that Clint Eastwood as a director is 
prolific, and I think that he has some hits and some misses, but I think that he's overall a really good director, a really good actor-director, um, and I don't necessarily... I, I would never say Kevin Costner's a good director, and I don't know Kevin Costner as a director. I know Kevin Costner as an actor, um, but like a little bit like knives out shots fired kind of a thing. But uh, like, to be honest, like I agree with Scott, like Clint Eastwood to me might as well be Hayden Christensen. Mm -hmm. Like he just has zero range. Like I think he's, I think he's objectively a bad actor, but I think he's an incredible director and incredible creative. Um, Here's the, here's the thing though, is I don't feel like Kevin Costner has a ton of range either. Maybe I just haven't seen it, but to me, they both kind of feel like they fit a role, and I like them in the role. Like, I have nothing against Kevin Costner. Um, it's similar to, like, Ryan Gosling. Like, I don't think Ryan Gosling has a ton of range, but he fits a role, and I think he's really good in it, and I always like him in that role. I've always felt that way about Clint Eastwood. I've never really not enjoyed him in anything I've seen him in. And I would say the same thing with Kevin Costner, except for The Untouchables. I hated him in that oh, movie. Oh, sure. Yeah. Wait, um, you, so you enjoyed Kevin Costner in this movie? I wouldn't say I enjoyed him in this movie, but I also didn't have really much of an issue. I didn't think he was actively bad. Like, I didn't feel like anything in this movie was actively bad except the romance story and except Michael Gambone getting shot. Other than that, that's all that I thought was, like, in the bad realm. Everything else just, for me, was forgettable. It was very middle of the road, similar to how I felt with, like, Tombstone. Zach, so you would compare uh, them as actors similar to, like, DDL and Leo DiCaprio? Like just you mean the converse of that or no like like they just they only have like one role they can do and like <laughs> they do it well but like that's all they can do yeah if like I if I like, was like you and watched one movie from TV <laughs> and assumed that's all he's yeah. ever is like. Like, and uh, that'd be true, yeah. All DDL knows how to do is drink people's milkshakes, and all uh, Leo DiCaprio knows how to do is get mauled by bears. Yeah, like, you, you have to admit <laughs> yeah. that uh, that the g guy from The Revenant, whose name I forgot, is exactly the same as Candy. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. He, and, uh, I, I, of course, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> same person. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And exactly the same And as, Inception. Yeah. Uh, what is his name in Inception? Oh, I, I don't. All right, well, we're gonna move on from uh, that. Who who remembers any of uh, Leonardo <laughs> yeah. DiCaprio's character names? Like he's just Leo DiCaprio. I remember. I feel like a fair amount. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That I don't remember. <laughs> Rick Dalton. Yeah, Rick, Rick Dalton. Dalton. He's Rick Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Zach. I I think I I think I partially. No, I, I I think I agree with you. I think I I actually like Kevin Costner quite a bit. I don't think that he, but I want to be clear again, like with this movie, this movie's not going to get super high rated for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and I think it's better than some of the other Westerns and I agree with Scott in that, but I also agree with Zach with what you're saying. And I think Jake with what you're saying, I'm, I'm not like a, a Kevin Costner Stan. Like the guy did Waterworld. You know what I mean? It's not like he's, it, he's not Leo DiCaprio. He's not DDL. He's not a, Although he has led uh, at least one Best Picture uh, winner. By Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. The one that I should have nominated, apparently. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really should have. It's he, my last hope for him. <laughs> even though even though he's, I think, way better in that, I, I do think that a lot of that has to do with direction. I completely agree with you, Jake. I think this movie really suffers from... I think. I think the worst part of this movie is its direction. I have a question, uh, un unrelated-ish. But is Waterworld bad? I've only I, I know it's really famous. I've never seen. <laughs> That's it. it. It's just I've famous. Never, yeah. I've never seen it. It's interesting. It's not. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna make uh, one person really pissed off right now. Uh, it's sort of like Mad Max to me. Like Mad Max and Waterworld are just and and in the same way. I feel like Kurt Russell because that was Kurt Russell in the original Mad Max, right? I haven't seen it. Mel, it's Mel Gibson. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, then, uh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm not thinking of Mad Max. I'm thinking of Big Trouble in Little China. Little China. Oh, yeah, Kurt Russell. Which was Kurt Russell, sorry. It reminds me of Big Trouble in Little China, where it's, um, it's not, yeah, it's not good, but it's, it's not, like, it, it's a fun time, you know? Interesting. The, the Universal show I, is pretty fun. The Waterworld one. 
Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, I would recommend it. Really? It's pretty sweet. They do some pretty cool stunts. I actually didn't even know it was rebooted. Yeah, they, I mean, they they do like pretty cool jet ski tricks. A guy no, takes like a no, 40 foot. No, I think, I think Tyler oh. thinks, Jake, you're talking about like a TV show. No, wait, I'm talking about this show at Universal Studios Hollywood. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought for sure you were talking about a show. Oh, oh no, too. I'm yeah. sorry. No, the show at Universal Studios Hollywood, worth checking out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, like, Waterworld's a, it's a super, I guess, like, well-known, it's very famous, but yeah, it's not, it's not an excellent movie. It's kind of... Okay, well, I was yeah. thinking about nominating it next year, but I guess I won't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I You should do Dancing with Wolves. Dances with Wolves? No, Dancing with Wolves. <laughs> Is that a new movie? It's Is a that YouTube video. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guy gets mauled by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call a dance. Zach, what were you gonna say? No, I was just I was just gonna say like I don't want it to to come across like I'm trashing Kevin Costner. I I like Kevin Costner too. I'm with you. I I just don't think him or Clint Eastwood have a ton of range. Like I think if yeah. we put Kevin Costner and Lincoln, it'd be similar to Tommy Lee Jones. He'd just look like Kevin Costner in a wig, you know? I do um, want it to come it, across like I'm trashing him. To be honestly, <laughs> I, I do want to come across like I'm trashing Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't understand. Like, I don't see how you can hate one and really like the other. I feel like they just, they kind of stick in their lane and they act those roles. I well actually, enough. I'm about to and take something back. There is a movie I like him in. Space Clint? Space Cowboys. Oh, yeah, he's terrific in that. I like Wait. him in Space Cowboys. It, who's in? So, I've never heard of Space Cowboys. It's Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood directed it. Really? Uh, it's Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, the old guy from uh, Italian Donald job. Sutherland. Donald okay. Sutherland. And I don't know the other guy's the, name. <laughs> I don't know the other guy's name either. But there's four old guys go to space to save the world. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and Jake, there are nukes. Wow. <laughs> I'll probably watch that it's, later tonight. It's almost like you took Armageddon and replaced all the young people that maybe could help with old guys that definitely so, couldn't have. Yeah. So it, it's Armageddon with the cast of the bucket list. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Space Cowboys. Look it up. Um, it's it's pretty great. I'll probably watch that later. Honestly. But, I, I actually I legitimately like that I movie. like that movie a lot. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's that, a trash movie. Yeah, that's fine. I I have on it's my a guilty HBO pleasure. list uh, a movie about Clint Eastwood and an orangutan called Any Which Way But Loose or something. Oh, this is gonna be better uh, than that. So, <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna watch that too. But I, I think if if you I would feel comfortable calling uh, Kevin Costner if you really wanted to like a very poor man's Clint Eastwood. But very poor. I don't. I very poor is too harsh. That's too harsh. Yeah, it's too harsh. Uh, I'm comfortable with you saying it if you took out the very. Okay, I'll call him a yeah, poor man's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I'm okay. okay with that opinion. I'm okay with you saying it. Yeah, I don't completely <laughs> agree, but I don't think it's incredulous. I don't think that's ridiculous. I don't think that's an, a ridiculous opinion to have. I, I personally disagree, and I, I think that Hayden Christensen is a, a poor man's Clint Eastwood. I don't know. The only things I've seen... I think I've he's seen, a rich man's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> the only thing I've seen Hayden Christensen in really is Star Wars, and honestly, I don't know how much of that is just George Lucas's fault, because I felt like he was... I mean, he was barely in the, the Kenobi show, but he was less wooden than as Anakin uh, in... The only other thing that I can think of with him, uh, he co-stars Samuel L. Jackson in called Jumper. I haven't seen it. Uh, and oh, he yeah. he at least has way more range in that than he did in the original Star Wars, but he's still just a very, like, his happy is his sad, is his, uh, Im you know, confused, is his uh, conflicted. Like, all of his emotions just read identical to one another. And it makes it impossible to attach to. And that's how definitely how I feel about Clint Eastwood. I feel like for some reason, I, I, I personally feel it a lot less. And it could just be like really like some actors, certain people resonate with more than other people. I really don't know. But Kevin Costner, I, I at least feel all of his emotions in this movie. Definitely not. I agree. Definitely not in The Untouchables. He was on volume for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Only way they got him in the building to film. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, I don't know, maybe it's that, uh, maybe it's that he reminds me of someone that I know that, that I'm, I'm projecting emotions onto him. I really don't know. Can I be honest? Uh, uh, I think that something about Clint Eastwood reminds me of my dad. I think that's why I, yeah, I attached maybe. to him. Uh, so it could be. And, and I mean, I, I said in Tombstone that like first, for sure, 
uh, Kurt Russell's always reminded me of my dad. Like in my mind, they're like spitting image of each other. But there's something about uh, Kevin Costner as well that like maybe does remind me of my dad. I think there's parts of Kevin Costner that remind me of my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, I didn't think that I would come into this episode having to defend Clint Eastwood so hard. <laughs> I thought that I was done with that because I wasn't picking any more movies because I just couldn't handle the emotional toll of it. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it when we're fighting. Uh, hey, <laughs> I like it when we're fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun. Hey, uh, Zach, you had talked about um, like the um, supporting cast. How did you feel about Percy in this? Who is that? The, 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 the barn guy. Oh, he was pretty chill. Yeah, he's I cool, liked right? him a lot. He's one of my favorite characters. He's my favorite character probably in the movie. I literally don't remember. <laughs> he was the, I don't think Zach watched it. He was the old man that was like like uh, swinging around on ropes in his barn where he, like they stabled the horses with him. Yeah, he was doing Yeah, he he was like barely in the movie, right? He was in the movie a he good chunk. And more than Some pivotal plot points. More than Moe's was. Yeah, he was, he was definitely in it more than Moe's, yeah. <laughs> Which one was Moe? The Moe's one, is the big, big guy. one that died. He was the one that oh, I thought was the fat brother from My Name is Earl for half a second, and then I was pretty stoked, and then I realized he wasn't, and then I was pretty bummed. Nice. Oh. I get that reference. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good Zach, show. did you want to uh, mention what you had texted me about? <laughs> you had texted Zach all texted three of us. every one of us about open different range. things. Yeah. Do you even remember what you texted no. me about? Did I actually text you about this movie? Yeah, you texted me about how it felt like uh, they were more upset about the dog dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you dog dying than most. Yeah. They are 100% were. <laughs> I forgot I about forgot, that. I completely forgot about that. They were so sad about that dog. And then the, the other guy, they're just like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he died too. Yeah, you he said something like, you got a good man and you got a good dog when he was praying at the, at the, the service. It, it honestly, that scene, I had, I had kind of forgotten about the dog, to be honest. Uh, Cause Take. the last time I watched it, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I had forgotten all about that, but it, it actually kind of cracked me up when it happened. It took me out of the movie a little bit, not for the same reason that you guys are talking about, but it reminded me so much of John Wick. I was like, did John Wick just like pull, <laughs> uh, like lift out like a piece of this? Cause he was upset about his dog and went off on people way more upset about his dog. And then just like destroys everything like shuts, burns down the whole operation because of the dead dog. You know, what's funny is the dog's name is Tig and that's Kevin Costner's mom's name. What? Yeah, he named the dog after his mom. That's awful. He <laughs> wanted to put his mom down like an old dog? <laughs> no, no, no. Bury his mom like a dead dog. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put the dog down. Because he cause do, he hasn't put the dog down, right? Like, no. he arrives in the dog's they dead. The dog, the dog. Yeah, yeah, the dog got yeah. killed by the... Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was the other thing. He's like, did you shoot my friend and my dog? Didn't he say something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that was the moment that I was like, is this just John Wick right yeah. now? <laughs> did uh, Did you like that moment where he just like pulls out his pistol and just blasts the dude in the forehead? Yeah, I think the beginning of the opening shootout was the best part of this movie. I actually liked it. And I think it just went on a little too long and then got like more ridiculous and more ridiculous, just probably by merit of having to keep escalating uh, uh. where like it's just been going on too long. So I think if they would have cut it shorter, I probably would have liked it better. But like, like why did he, for instance, in that final shootout, I don't know if anybody's going to remember this part, but it really left an impact on me. Kevin Costner's hiding out in a shed. And then he shoots some guy through the like through the window and then just hulks out of the wall. <laughs> instead, instead of going of out the door. The door. Yeah. yeah. Why did he do that? Yeah. I don't know, but I, I loved I did, it. I w- I'm with Jake on this. One. I, I loved it. Like that. I thought it was awesome. I literally had the same thought and I was like, why didn't he it was like two steps to get out the door. <laughs> yeah. It was probably way harder to break the wood of the door, <laughs> the wood of the wall. But it was on a it was on a different side of the building, right? The door it was and the, adjacent. It was like one. Yeah, like, it was adjacent, but but it's cover. So he's breaking through the wall so that he hasn't run out the door and exp- like now he's lost. His I cover. think almost everybody was down at that point. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. So I don't know. Um, well, no, because that was before the final final shootout. Yeah, yeah, but he guys. was ran. He was ran away already. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael, like a uh, new Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Gambon. You you might be right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, before we get to uh, before we get to to put this one to bed, we actually found a pretty funny uh, opinion on the internet. Yeah. Uh, that we'll play that real quick. I've watched Young Guns. I've watched Tombstone. I've watched the miniseries Lonesome Dove. Open range, open 
range. I've seen Kevin Costner play the original Aquaman in Waterworld. I've seen Kevin Costner play Robin Hood. I've seen Kevin Costner play Superman Daddy. I didn't even know Kevin Costner was the baddest cowboy besides Doc Holliday to ever have lived. Robert Duvall. Can Robert Duvall just be my uncle in real life? Can Robert Duvall be my step-step, real step-step daddy in real life? Bruh, I was born in the wrong generation. And I have a question. Why does all the bad drama happen in Montana? Montana in the 1800s was the Chicago is today. Montana was like South Central LA. Montana was where all the Vato Locos forever was living, man. They don't make movies like they used to. Open Range was kind of typical about a bunch of open rangers. They want to do is hurt their cattle, make a little money, fall in love with strangers, and, and, and be happy, give them lockers, and move on with their life. But no, somebody got to be gangster. And when I say they went and got Conor McGregor to play the bad guy in this movie, this Irish mafia mob cowboy, anti-cowboy dude was so ruthless. Ain't even killed Kevin Costner, old boy. Pistol whipped them bad. Beat him almost bloody. Did put him in jail. Then made Kevin Costner come get him. Kevin Costner in open range is like what John Wick is not. When he walked up to that man, just stared at him and said, hey, you the one that shot my friend. And the dude was like, yeah, I shot your homeboy. And I shot the little boy too. And I'll do it again. Wow. Clay animation, blood everywhere, fallback, Undertaker, Tombstone. I've watched a lot of Western movies as of late. I've seen a lot of different shootouts. You cannot name a shootout better than the final scene in Open Rage when he whacked him and then hit his homeboy in the neck. Gave that boy a permanent hickey. He ain't waking up no more. Dracula bullets. I say Dracula at the neck. Blood everywhere. He ain't waking up. He ain't getting up. And Robert Duvall sitting back there with that shotgun. Like, bitch, I want you to do something. I'm whacking everything. moving. Open Range tries to be a love story with Kevin Costner and the lady. Their relationship tries to flirt back and forth. But it's really just a, a metaphor for let's be gangster. Let's go shoot up some stuff. Let's have the greatest shootout, ending shootout in movie, western moving history. And it makes me want hurt animals because I feel like if I hurt animals I wouldn't be soft as I am right now I feel like if I just hurt me some animals I'm gonna get me some weapons and whoever run up on this farm this herder I'm laying you down one more time you the one that shot my friend yeah I shot you wham tombstone undertaker don't nobody can't talk me out of it I'm finna go to the goodwill find me a flux capacitor and I'm finna go find Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall to go back in time with me because I gotta be open in the right open range if you, if you don't like open range, if you ain't mentioned open range, you ain't no real Western fan. That's all I'm going to say to you. Open, did you shoot my friend? Yeah, I shot you. Bow! Undertaker. Tombstone. Don't. I completely agree with him. I do, too. I, I knew that you would agree with him as soon as he said, I've seen all the Westerns. I watched Tombstone. And I was like, all right. I've, this guy just discredited himself entirely in my book. Uh, well, and he was like calling people out on saying, if, if you didn't think that this was the best Western of all time. Yeah, but he just has trash taste. <laughs> I don't know. I think he has really good taste. I kind of want to be his new best friend. I think he would be a great addition to the pod. <laughs> I kind of want to invite him to come to the pod. I don't know if I can handle that much yelling. Like, What if we like tried to hit him up and we're like, hey, dude, we have this movie pod. Why don't you give us like a one minute review of every movie we do and we just have it as a segment? I could handle that for one minute. Sure. <laughs> but if you ask me to handle that for an hour, no way. Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, what do you say we put this one in the books? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I guess I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this 8.1 dead dogs. <sighs> wow, you gave it such a trash rating and took my unit. Uh, <laughs> Jake, you're up. Uh, I'm going to give it five doors broken through, or five walls broken through. And Zach? I'm going to give it six dead Moses. And Tyler? I'm going to give this uh, 6.8 child ranch hands that uh, just should never have been involved. Uh, we didn't even talk about Andor. Andor? <laughs> Sorry, that's his name in Star guy, Wars. I think his name was yeah, Button, guy, right? Yeah, Button. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott, did you say you gave it 8.5? Because I said 8.1. Oh, okay. I, I, said that, I feel a little better about that, but still not great. 8.1, same as North by Northwest. Whoa, okay. I don't know about that. That's... Wow. I would put them on the same range. Um, the same all right. open range? The same open range, yeah. This comes out to a 64%. 
Um, so once again, the other guys gave this a 79%. IMDb gave it a 7.4. For, so we're at least a full point under what uh, the uh, IMDb rated. But this comes out to movie number 87 out of 107. All right. Yeah, that, that seems fair to me. Yeah. It doesn't to me, but I'll, I'll concede. There's really nothing I can do anyways. Yeah, that, that 8.1 I was a little surprised by. I'm not going to lie. It's because I gave um, uh, Tombstone 7.9. Uh, wow. <laughs> and so I, I was like, I think it's better than all of the other ones, and that was my highest rated one so far, so I'm going higher. I'm losing a little bit of respect for you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, what are we uh, jumping into next week? Next week we have Zach. Yeah, we're going to be watching Apocalypse Now. Nice. Just a ton of fun. Just a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. Put this on it's with the kids. S- family movie. <laughs> I think it's the it's the most lighthearted uh, Vietnam War movie, I think, that uh, we, we've gotten so far. Every minute you're not watching that Charlie is getting stronger. <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. Did you have that one loaded? Or No, I didn't. I thought about it right now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. All right, well, Scott, do you... I don't know if oh. I get it. At the beginning <laughs> of the movie, he says, every minute I spent in this room, I was getting weaker. Every minute Charlie spent squatting <laughs> in the bush, Charlie was getting stronger. Now I remember that part. Yeah. Hey, back-to-back movies with someone named Charlie. And back-to-back yeah. movies <laughs> yeah. with Robert Duvall. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> Who was named Charlie in Open Range? The main character. <laughs> the main character. <laughs> I, yeah, I really okay. don't believe that you watched this movie, Zach. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you, you might have taken this one off. <laughs> You know what would be so funny is that I really, if I did not watch it, but then chose to hate it and chose to trash it. <laughs> and chose to text people like a month ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just looked just up like, like weird things about open range and then you just texted each just of us. Plant one of them. the seeds, make it seem like you guys, like I really did watch it. That's awesome. Well, Jake, do you have any final thoughts about Clint Eastwood before we get out of here? Yeah, he's a rich Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.